Welcome to another Clock Tower Recap. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Ellie. This recap will cover the events of episode 21 through episode 22, Walk in the Park. With Wagon Wheel gone, the agents wonder collectively what his fate is now. Since they left, is that light gone now that they're not there anymore? It's a hard thought, and all of the agents deal with this in their own way. Sam and Jaeger try to talk to the others, stating that Wagon Wheel is probably okay, that he's strong, or at least so they hope, while Rock, true to form, says nothing and stands up, going to touch the clock face to start another mission. Regan walks over to look at Alex's pistols and in anger, slides them off of the shelf and tosses them onto the ground. Eventually, the agents make their way through the mirror to the place called Amber Park. After reviewing some of the knowledge they've been given about this place from the clock tower, they realize that this 50s-esque town was built as a memorial to some kind of fallen hero who fell here after winning the Great War. Sam asks the other agents if they can all just relax for once, take some time to themselves. And to be fair, they did all seem dressed for the occasion. The agents wearing similarly made but different forms of outfits that might be used for walking in the park, having a good day. Some a little bit more beach attire than others. However, Rock explains that they have a mission that they have to focus on, and they don't have any time to relax or play games. They're all a little bit on edge, when suddenly something flies through the air towards them. Rock snatches it out of the air, and only for them to all realize it's just a football. Or kind of just like, and grabbing it out of the air. I got it! And that somehow, due to the clock tower, they have a vague idea of what that means. Rock ends up being roped into playing a bit of the game with some of the locals. However, Rock's a bit confused about the rules and ends up fleeing into the distance with the football. The others split up. Reagan inspects the statue for a short time before seeing a live band performing nearby and goes to enjoy the music. Jaeger and Sam go into the city but end up having lunch. They both realize that their waiter is none other than the blue-haired person they have seen on so many worlds. Only here, their name is Lila. After ordering their food, Jaeger struggling a bit to do so considering he can't read, Sam takes a moment of the two of them being alone to ask Jaeger why he and the others are all being so weird around Sam, and if something is going on that they should just talk about it. Jaeger chooses instead of talking to try and swallow his sandwich whole. Rock, elsewhere, eventually returns to the kids with the football, assuming that he had done something wrong, only to see the group beating up on a smaller boy. Rock throws the football at one of their heads and intervenes. After some awkward dialogue, the group leaves the boy alone and Rock tries to comfort the kid. It doesn't go great. Do you You're... have weapons? No, no, I didn't say that. I don't have any weapons. That's why I have my hands up. But why would you need to say that? A little bit later, Rock manages to find Reagan dancing with a cute girl named Ruth. And he rips her away to share what important information he has learned from the kid. First of all, did you know you could have two names? Like, 
I just, I just, I just, I just, I just met somebody with like two, two names. You it's, took it's, me away from a pretty girl for two names. Well, well, first of all, I'm Rock Rock now. Please, please. Rock continues to explain that the kid mentioned he was being tormented for his lack of belief in something, but he wasn't quite clear on what he meant. Rock assumes that there's some sort of cult shenanigans going on in this town like there have been in others that they've been to. Since it was getting dark, the two of them set out to find Jaeger and Sam. When they do, Sam tries to ask all of them why they have all been acting weird, only to be interrupted by a fireworks display that startles and amazes all of them. Using the display as a distraction, to not answer Sam's questions, they all set out to find a place to stay for the night. They end up at a nearby hotel, and the group collectively realizes that they've been given funds from the clock tower to pay for whatever they may need, whether it be rooms at a motel or just food at a diner. However, when a man covered in rags comes up asking for some spare change, they don't have any funds to donate, save for a clock tower coin. The group is a bit suspicious, but ultimately concludes that maybe this is just how things are, that they don't have any funds for charity. At the behest of Rock, Jaeger gives the man one of his clock tower coins. And then, shortly after, Rock gives him one of their room keys. The stranger says his name is Ron, and takes them with a thankful attitude, turning around a corner out of sight. When Rock realizes that he should help the man find the room that he just gave him, he rounds the corner as well. But when he does, the man has disappeared. Now one room short, Reagan opts to let Rock stay in his room. As Sam and Jaeger walk up to their respective rooms, Sam, on the way, tells Jaeger that now they could have some time to talk. Jaeger, entering his room, says, Good night, Sam, and shuts the door in the small agent's face. The next morning, everyone is awoken by the parade loudly making its way through the city. After jumping into action, weapons ready, the agents realize what's going on and one at a time go down into the parade themselves to experience it. The parade makes its way to the park at the center of town, where it seems overnight a fair had been constructed. Rock was adamant about trying to stay focused on the mission, even as Jaeger tried to entice him to cut loose and enjoy the fun a little bit. Eventually, Rock does relax and starts playing fair games to win fun prizes. Jaeger, realizing that Rock is finally relaxing a bit, goes to investigate the statue of the great hero at the center of the park, hoping to glean whatever he can from it or the people around it. Reagan manages to find his friend Ruth from earlier, and the two of them get on the Ferris wheel together. They have a nice conversation until Reagan sees the stranger, Ron, in the distance, talking to the blue-haired person of this world. Lila. The man hands Lila Jaeger's clock tower coin, and the entity takes over Lila. The entity looks directly at Reagan with a devious smirk, and with the stranger, both of them disappear behind a nearby tent outside of Reagan's view. Reagan is horrified, realizing that something is very wrong. The wheel starts to turn and brings them a little bit closer to the ground, but stopping again to give the others at the top a turn. Reagan realizes he doesn't have time to wait any longer. And so, he kisses Ruth and then jumps out of the Ferris wheel. He lands painfully on the ground, drawing a crowd and managing not to have died or become incredibly injured. 
Regan runs to find the others. Sam is easy enough to find as they're nearby, asking a couple people about the town and the hero. Regan tries to explain, but is so hurried that their words are very jumbled, and instead they opt to scoop Sam up and they run to find the other two. You know. I grab Sam, gotta go! go (laughs) I think they just kidnapped that person. They find Rock with a pile of prizes, playing games. They pull Rock away, even as he protests that he was one milk bottle away from winning another bear, but this one has a little crown on it. The group then collects Jaeger from the statue, and after some exacerbated explanations, Other blue-haired being who is definitely not Lily, homeless man named Ron, clock tower coin, disappear! They all run towards the last place Regan saw the entity and Ron. Behind the tent, Jaeger uses some questionable tracking skills. Jaeger takes some of the grass, like sort of brings it with those, smells it. Throws it smells lane. like grass. <laughs> 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 he goes, that way. <laughs> and runs, and starts just running off, following the trail. How does he know that? But I almost want to make you re-roll. <laughs> <laughs> and manages to lead them in the right direction. They run into Lila again. Sam quickly gives her a coin, and the entity is summoned. It looks at Sam, saying how it would love to have a chat with Sam, and how they find it so cute that the others haven't told them yet. Reagan insists that Sam ask their question and not waste time. Sam asks why the agents are here, what they're supposed to do, and the entity responds with an evil grin. Oh, that's easy. You're supposed to get the sword. Unfortunately, I think you're too late. Pretty sure someone just beat you to it. Good luck. The agents hear the clock tower chime in the distance, and without dying or running out of time, the agents are recalled to the clock tower. Thanks for listening to this recap. If you're a fan of the show, or if you support us on Patreon, we really appreciate you. If you can't subscribe to our Patreon, we understand. And if you want to help support us anyway, please share the show with your friends, make a post about it, hype us up. One of the hardest parts about producing this podcast is just getting people to find it. And speaking of hyping people up, I want to again give a huge thank you to Nicholas Gray, The Thought, Marcus Lee, Hans, and Todd Bogus for their musical contributions to the show this arc. Thank you guys so much. And to our fans, go check out their music. You will not be disappointed. And if you do, if you share the show, if you do any of that stuff or just join us for our bi-weekly watch parties, I want to say thank you again. I know I say it a lot, but we really, really, really do appreciate you. And I, I think that's all for now. So until next time, time's ticking. See you in the clock tower. <laughs>